You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 133. And not only is it episode 133, but it is fucking Royal Rumble week in the land of WWE, baby. And like, admittedly, this is the first year maybe since I started watching pro wrestling that I don't really care about the Royal Rumble, because wrestling is just kind of crappy right now. But you can bet your ass that I care about the Royal Rumble video game, which is the main event of this week's podcast. I uh, I never grew up, uh, I never played the Genesis version when I was a kid, but I played the fuck out of the SNES version. And I've done some homework, I see there's some differences, particularly when it comes to the roster. And that's okay, you guys know me, I'm not going to leave you Sega kids hanging. We're going to chat about both versions, they seem quite similar, so I think it's going to be easy to cover all our bases here. Uh, my good buddy, fellow nerd, fellow comedian, fellow Royal Rumbler, Miklos Blackshaw makes his triumphant return to the ring this week. And we had ourselves a nice little chat about WWF Royal Rumble. And, uh, God, I love wrestling games, man. I love them. Like, I try to space them out 
in our episode order. I try not to cover more than one every few months because I know not everyone that listens to the show is a booger eating wrestling mark like I am. Uh, but for those of you that are, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you don't like wrestling, I hope you enjoy this episode anyways. Because in the end, we're all just hot dogs trying to survive on this planet and forget about real life for an hour. And hopefully I can help you do that. Uh, And before we get to the main event this week, which is the WWF Royal Rumble game, you know there's always an undercard. uh, And speaking of the undercard, it is time for the Remember the Game infamous intro. Admittedly, that was not the smoothest segue into the intro that I've ever had. I feel like I gotta find like entrance music or something, some kind of something to play there, just like a tune or I'll figure out. I gotta come up with something. Uh, Please remember, as is the case every week here on the show, uh, I listen to my own show. After it's done, at least long enough to track down timestamps for you guys, just like skipping chapters in a DVD. So if you're just here for Royal Rumble talk or blowing in the cartridge or whatever segment, look in the description box below and skip to that timestamp instead of taking substantially more time to send me an angry email about the length of the intro. I uh, I used to stress out about the intro and it going too long, but I just don't care anymore. I feel like it's like a two course meal. Some of you have told me that you actually listen to the intro on the way to work and then on the way home you listen to the game chat part uh which is two for the price of zero here at remember the game so no matter how you consume this podcast thank you for listening to at least part of it at least downloading it thank you very much uh and hopefully uh i can thank you for listening to my other podcast game patch as well which is slowly growing every week uh all the biggest news in the world of nintendo playstation and xbox each week and it's covered in a thick layer of my inability to pronounce big words and then i sprinkle a little bit of my overpassionate opinions on top Uh, I also tell you about the new games coming out each week. Excuse me. Uh, The new games coming out each week. I tell you about the best sale pickups on every console each week. Uh, It's pretty fucking slightly above average. Uh, Game Patch. Well, yeah, slightly above average. Uh, New episodes of Game Patch go live every single Monday morning on all podcast services or... If you want to take advantage of my sales suggestions in time for the weekend, support us on Patreon and you'll get it Friday morning instead, which is the definitive way to listen to it. Because you pick it up, you listen to it Friday morning, I tell you what games are on sale, you skip out of work at lunch, pick up something, enjoy your weekend playing video games, as opposed to waiting until Monday and then finding out what you could have picked up on sale over the weekend. It just makes sense, I think. Uh, and it's only two bucks a month. Two bucks. It's fucking, it's changing your couch. And not only do you get Game Patch three days early every week, but you'll get exclusive access to Expansion Pass, which is my gaming discussion podcast. New episodes of that drop every Sunday. And the second you sign up, you get instant access to every old episode in the well. Uh, and there's like over 50 just sitting in our archives now. And if I'm just going to be honest with you guys, like I I work way harder on expansion pass and i do want to remember the game like if you've ever wondered what a podcast hosted by me would sound like if i actually tried that's expansion pass um last week we locked in our gaming predictions for 2021 uh, i made a whole bunch i read some of our listeners i reacted to them they're locked in um and then this is uh something i'm gonna start doing every week i think i'm gonna give you guys a free sample i'm gonna put a few minutes of that episode right here again timestamps in the description box if you're not interested i'll tell you what to skip to uh but your support is more than ever uh as comedy continues to die just a little more every day so this is an idea of the podcasts you're gonna get in exchange for your two dollars Another Xbox prediction I have, 
is that they're going to continue to spend money because they're Microsoft, and I think they're going to finally get a hold of Sega. They're going to add Sega to Game Pass. They're going to also increase the cost of Game Pass to make up for the purchase by five bucks a month. Now, I want to break this down a little bit. The rumors of Xbox buying Sega have been around forever. That, that's been floated out a thousand times. It's a huge purchase. And you got to remember, Sega is publicly traded. So it would be impossible for them to just cut this deal uh, in secret under the table or whatever, because it, it, being publicly traded, it would come out that Microsoft wants to buy Sega. So I think it's going to kind of happen. I don't think Xbox is going to buy Sega. I think Xbox is going to buy Sega's games and the exclusivity to those games. That way, Sega can remain an independent company, continue making their arcade machines and all that stuff they do, which really does seem to be their wheelhouse these days. They can do that completely separate from Microsoft. I think Xbox will pay them for exclusive access to their entire back catalog and to all future games and all of their franchises, and then they'll add all of these to Game Pass. So you'll see stuff like all the Sonic games. I know most of the Yakuza games are already on there, but you'll see the Yakuza games... Fantasy Star will come to Game Pass. Streets of Rage, the Persona games, you know, all the Sega franchises. I think Xbox will add most of Sega's back catalog to Game Pass, and they'll have the exclusive rights to new games moving forward. The next Sonic, the next Fantasy Star, the next Persona, those will all come to Game Pass. But Sega won't be purchased by Microsoft, so they can go do whatever they want with arcade games. To me... This makes a ton of sense. It really does. Because it, it would be cheaper to buy access, like the rights to all these games than it would be to just buy Sega outright. I don't, can't imagine Microsoft has any interest in buying all the arcade games and all that shit like that. They just want these games to sell more Game Pass subscriptions. Plus, you've got to remember, it's a way for Xbox to get at least some sense of relevancy in Japan. Because Xbox doesn't matter over there, but Sega is fucking huge. So that was a look at our predictions episode. It just went live, and uh, we have we have all kinds of episodes. We look back on stuff like the PlayStation 2, the Dreamcast. There's all kinds of ranking episodes, modern game reviews, lots of fun stuff. Uh, this Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, was well, the topic was picked by the Hot Dogs, and it is going to be the worst video game enemies. Not just bosses, uh, but those enemies that just make you fucking rage. You know I, you know what I'm talking about. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then in addition to all the bonus podcasts, all the early podcasts, you can help pick games we cover on here. You can submit comments to be read on every show. You get access to our Discord service, which is really going and becoming fun. And most importantly, God damn it, you can support me and you can support Remember the Game Industries. And we hit 170 plus Patreons this week, which is sick. So a huge thank you to our newest supporters, the Anti-Spatial Podcast, Nicholas Martinez, A Novel Console, Kevin, AJ Jones, and AJ Freeman. Thank you all so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Uh, two bucks, you'll get a plug like that. Tons of value. Keep us on the air. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Uh, oh yeah, and I have a P.O. box. I'm getting better at mentioning that. You can find the full address on our website, but it is Remember the Game, P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Terry 6, Victor 1, Gary 7, T6V1G7. And I'm just asking for postcards. Just postcards or like a quick letter. Just tell me where are you listening in the world. I have Remember the Game postcards here. I'll send you one back. We'll be friends. It's lots of fun. Um, and then finally, as I always plug, I stream over on Twitch on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night 
from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Well, 10.30 or 11, depending on how it's going. Look for Member the Game over on Twitch. Not Remember, Member the Game. And it's completely free. It's really fun. Most people just hang out and make fun of my bad, my bad gameplay. Uh, we actually played Smash Brothers on Sunday. We just took seven members of the community from our Discord, and me and seven of them just played Smash. It was a good time, except Kelly put a pounding on all of us, and that fucking hurt but it was still it was a great community here um it really is and i'd love for you all to be a part of it and that is enough blowing myself let's uh, let's blow in some cartridges as you know it is the official opening egg, egg, opening segment of the show i read a few comments and questions from our patreons usually gaming related but not always uh and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge uh oh and quickly if you are a patreon and you don't submit comments to these because you're like oh, he's never gonna read this anyway it's not worth dealing with patreon shitty fucking website uh i i will read them i read absolutely as many as i can and if i see a new name i go out of my way to make sure you get on the show so it is worth your time but i do agree that the fucking patreon website is garbage 100 it's fucking pain in the ass so just if you've been thinking about it fucking sound off okay and that said let's blow our first blower this week is mr satan and mr satan says hello from the hot dog water what game has almost made you want to quit gaming mine was legacy of kane soul reaver the end was a i guess this is a tiny spoiler so you've been warned the end was a to be continued i was so fucking mad i loved the game and the story but the ending made me want to flip a fucking table also what's a game that made you say god damn that was fucking amazing uh, spoilers ahead. Hey, there's not actually spoilers here. This is what Mr. Satan wrote. Mr. Satan said, Halo Reach's ending was mine. I put my controller down and was ready. And then I'm going to lie to you, Mr. Satan. I haven't read what else you typed and I deleted it from my notes because I have not finished, uh, Halo Reach. I'm not shitting on you for it. I have no problem with you posting the ending because it's an old video game and I had tied to play it. I just haven't and I want to. So I haven't actually read what about Halo Reach's ending made you say, God damn, that was amazing. But I know something about it did. So sorry I didn't finish your comment there. Um, and then finally, Mr. Satan said, what is your favorite split screen game? Uh, in my books, it's Armored Core. All speed, jump jets, and machine guns. So, Okay uh let me just go back to your message here mr satan what game almost made me quit gaming hmm probably dark souls is the closest like because everyone talked and talks and talks about how great dark souls is and they say it's hard but you just have to good good and i wanted to try it so bad because traditionally i like tough games i don't mind getting good but dark souls is just so fucking slow like i've explained this on the show before you die it loads you hike back and die and die and you die and then it loads and it's just too slow for me just too uh and it's funny because every time i think about dark souls as i'm saying these words right now part of me is like i should really give that game another try i bet i could beat it this time but i just know that i'll fucking get angry and think about hanging up my controller again so dark souls is probably the one that's made me consider uh quitting gaming um what game made me say god damn that was amazing hmm so many um i guess if i have to pick one i would say probably the last of us the first last of us um like i finished that game i love the ending and the story and and i remember finishing it and thinking like yeah god damn that was amazing like i i was sad that it was over and it was honestly honestly it might have been the first time since the super nintendo that i thought like right away this is one of my favorite video games of all time. I, The Last of Us, rocked my socks. So that would be it. And then my favorite, the best, hmm, best split screen game. 
Like the N64 wrestling games are my favorite multiplayer games ever, but they aren't technically split screen. So if it's got to, by definition, be split screen, then my favorite would either be GoldenEye 007 or Mario Kart 64. Those would be them. So thank you, Mr. Satan. I'm sorry I couldn't read your whole comment, but I didn't want to spoil the end of Halo Reach for myself. Uh, that one kid Nick wrote in and said, What's up, Adam? We all know you're a diehard Simpsons fan, but I was curious about your thoughts on Matt Groening's other children, Futurama and Disenchantment. Futurama is my favorite all-time animated show. I have a Planet Express ship on my nightstand right next to the drawers where I keep various lengths of wire. I'm sure my friends are probably sick of me coding Fry and Zap Brannigan all the time, but I'm going to anyway. I've been meaning to ask this for a while and kept forgetting until I'd heard you reference The Simpsons in a recent episode. Also, who are your top three favorite voice actors and have you ever considered being one yourself? I'm sure Angry Adam, trademark, could have his own animated show if he pitched it to Fox. <laughs> Cheers, Nick uh fuck yeah nick uh, it's funny because we get all kinds of ninja turtles questions and that's dope but hit me up with simpsons stuff too i love talking simpsons um do i like futurama and disenchantment i have never watched disenchantment i really should a few of you have brought it up but i have not watched it however i do love futurama i haven't watched it in a while i don't think it's streamable anywhere in canada is it if it is someone let me know i can't i don't think it is um but i used to have the first four seasons of Futurama on DVD and I'd watch them all the time. I actually got really bad food poisoning years and years ago. I was in bed for like four days. I was fucked up and I just binged Futurama and I fucking love, I love that show. Fry might be the most underrated protagonist ever. I fuck, I love that character. Fry is my favorite. Zoidberg is awesome. Bender's hilarious. Amy, that, oh, the smart monkey with the hat. That, that chirps fry that's my favorite episode oh and that angry robot i can't remember his name the angry red one that wants to stab people i fucking great show man uh as far as my favorite voice actor uh hank is area is my favorite for sure that guy he's so talented and he does so many of my favorite simpsons characters if you don't know he does like mo comic book by chief wiggum it goes on and on. Like, look up the list. It's incredible how many... He used to do Apu, but then he re he retired that character's voice. Just a beast. So, Hank Azaria is my favorite. Um, and you asked if I ever considered being a voice uh, actor myself. It's funny. In junior high, uh, in my grade 9 class, we had to do a yearbook uh, where we all said where we would be in 10 years. And I actually said in 10 years, I'd probably be doing voices on The Simpsons. Because puberty wrecked me and changed my voice and I'm out of practice. But I used to be really good, like... I used to do all kinds of, every time I do a presentation in school, I would do Simpsons voices like Grandpa, Mayor Quimby, Chief Wiggum, Barney, Moe, Krusty. I used to do tons of impressions, but I'm out of practice and you guys can, my voice is not, my voice has not aged well. It's, uh, I have a voice for uh, reading, like written word. I should, anyway. Uh, thanks, Nick. Good question. Uh, the Honest Pokemon Trainer wrote in and said, hey, Adam, what's your opinion on game shops still selling cyberpunk as a quote, hot item? Uh, I've walked into many stores where the game is being advertised as a top pick, a bestseller, etc. Whilst in theory this may statistically be true, the game was broken on release and I find it extremely dishonest for retailers to be selling it as such whilst knowing full well they're providing the customer with a fat turd. Is this problem with the developer, the retailer, or everyone involved with the purchase? Kind regards, Honest Pokemon Trainer. Hmm. Yeah... I got a lot. I'm a lot of Pokemon trainer. I don't like that. It's whenever, fuck. So here's the thing. Whenever someone brings up anything a company is doing and shits on it, 
I try to see it from both sides before I go after them. Like, and this is just one example that we've actually talked about recently, but people yell at Nintendo for charging full price for old video games, but those old video games are selling at full price. So why would they discount them? That's just an example. I get it from a consumer side. You want a deal, but from a business side, I understand why Nintendo's like, no, we're fucking, why why are we going to give up profits? I understand it. So I can see it from both angles. Uh, But in this case, I I agree hundred percent. I have not seen this myself cyberpunk in like the best sellers top sellers editors picks whatever section but it's also been a while since i went into a video game store because i'm a digital game buying shut in these days um i will also say if it's the pc version i don't have much of an issue with that if you're if your computer can't run cyberpunk i feel like that's more on you than them you know, and, and everyone is saying, as long as your PC is up to snuff, Cyberpunk 2077 is a top shelf experience. Uh, but if it's the console versions, particularly the PS4, Xbox One version, like to sell it to PS4, Xbox One owners, because I you know the other ones aren't out yet. Uh, yeah, that's fucking greasy. I, I, I don't like that. I can sympathize to an extent with a business that's just stuck with a whole bunch of copies of this broken video game that they bought. I get that. Uh, but to try to convince uneducated consumers that this thing is the second coming and the hottest game ever and your kid, wife, husband, whoever is going to love it. Yeah, that's fucking brutal because you're ripping them off, right? If you're stuck with copies and you know these copies aren't going to work for people and you're selling them at a discount, which seems to be the case because a lot of big stores are already selling Cyberpunk at like 30% off, then why lie and put it in the top sex- seller section when you could just put it in the clearance section or the sales bin? You know, and obviously the answer is because it'll sell in the top seller section, but then you just look like a piece of shit. So to me, assuming you can't send copies of this game back to CD Projekt Red, put them in clearance or discount bins or just put them on sale, put them right there on the counter. And then if someone buys it, they hate it, it doesn't work and they bring it back, whatever, you know, but maybe they'll just say, well, whatever, I got it on sale. I got it on clearance and they'll keep it. Um, and I, and I have a little bit less sympathy because you bought it on sale. I don't love that idea either. Cause I think you're still ripping people off, but if a store has stock, they can't return. They have to try to sell it. And, and I do believe that there is some onus on a consumer for, to do their homework. I do think that, you know, some, I, I'm not justifying that you can sell a broken game to someone and it's their job to know it's broken, but I do think it is on a little bit is on the consumer to do some homework. Um, you know. And like the thing is, if I was at a clerk at a, at a gaming store like that, I'd like to think that I would warn somebody before they bought it, especially if I'm getting paid like fucking 10 bucks an hour or whatever. Like my paycheck doesn't go up if you buy this game and I don't want you coming back and yelling at me. So I think I would be at least like, hey, just a heads up. If you're playing this on old systems, it's probably not going to work well. So yeah, I don't I don't like that honest Pokemon trailer. There's there's ways to blow out bad inventory other than trying to pull the wool over your customer's eyes and convince them a game is good when it isn't. So uh, and then finally, our final blower this week gets the distinct of the letter, or the distinction of having the letter time letter. So it's letter time. It's letter time. Mercury869 wrote in and said, Hey, bud, I know the other day you had a buddy on and you guys briefly touched on arcade cabinets. I've been throwing the idea around of having one in my basement when I get around to finishing it. However, I'm thinking about using a Raspberry Pi for the arcade list. As much as I like the one-up machines, I don't like that they only play the one game. What are your thoughts on something like this? Do you know of any areas I can look for something like this that's a reasonable that's reasonable in price? I look forward to your finite wisdom. Uh, Mercury, my, my wisdom is incredibly finite. No question. Uh, to answer the second question first, I don't 
know where to get one at a reasonable price. I do know there are companies in Alberta that make them, but you are looking at four figures. Cause I, in our old house, I had this big open basement and I really wanted to put an arcade machine down there, but they were just too expensive. That's where the one up ones come into place. Cause instead of shelling out four figures, you're shelling at four, 500 bucks. But like you said, you're only getting a couple of games on it. So as far as, uh, as, as far as raspberry pieing an arcade cabinet and loading it up with games, it's, this is, Follow me here. This is funny because I refuse to buy a one-up cabinet as much as I think they're awesome because I also can't justify paying $500 to play one or two games like Ninja Turtles or Pac-Man. I'm not shitting on those cabinets. They're fucking sick, but I understand where you're coming from. I always said if I got a cabinet, I wouldn't want to hack it or add a Raspberry Pi to it because I would want it to be traditional. So it's like I don't want to pay full price for a cabinet with one game, but I don't want to buy a cabinet and then add a bunch of games and ruin the tradition of it so i i just i don't know what i fucking want i I think i think arcade cabinets are dope i think the one-up cabinets are fucking awesome um if i ever got a big arcade cabinet with hundreds of games on it i would love it i would use it so i'm certainly not going to poo-poo on the idea it's a great idea if you're spending the cash do whatever you have to do to make that thing as enjoyable as possible i'm down with that um i yeah i think like my dream cabinet as i've said before is a vintage og miss pac-man machine i don't and i don't want like a rebuild and i don't want one that's hacked or anything just a straight up classic miss pac-man machine i've wanted one of those things for like 25 years so uh i would not hack that but my suggestion mercury if you're on a budget as i'm pretty sure i'm 90 percent sure you can hack the one up at cabinets so maybe look for a one-up cabinet that you can get for four or 500 bucks, then go under the hood and add a bunch of games. Cause to me, it seems a little sacrilegious to buy an actual vintage arcade cabinet and add games to it. And if you want to buy a full size cabinet from somebody else and add games to it, like a built cabinet that they built, I, at least around Edmonton, it looks like you're looking in four figures. So kind of comes down to how much money you have to spend. But anyway, so any, that's good blowing. Good questions. Uh, I like that. That was a lot of fun. That's uh, we're at 20 minutes. Oh, no, we're going to be longer than that once I put the... Anyway, we're at... You guys know, it's the intro. Uh, Let's get into our smash hit segment, Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple. You guys know how this works by now. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is Erased from Time Forever. Uh, And this week, I figured we're talking wrestling, so let's do a wrestling edition of the show. And I wanted it to be tough. And based on the feedback, this one was tough. I figured I could either go with three really bad wrestling games or three really good wrestling games. And I went with not just three really good wrestling games, but three fucking great wrestling games. Arguably the three best wrestling video games of all time. Our contenders this week are WCW NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64, SmackDown Here Comes the Pain for the PlayStation 2, and of course WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64. Uh, As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a correct one. I will tell you what it is in a minute. And this was the hardest one for me personally to make my decision so far. Because like erasing one of these games is, I feel like I'm erasing part of my soul by getting rid of one of these video games. And I already sold 75% of my soul to makeshift money for $5 that I went out and spent on inflatable sponge dinosaurs. 
So this is this one was tough. Uh, and I really want to read all the comments this week because they're all so passionate. People that love wrestling love wrestling. So I might go a little faster than normal, but we're going to get a bunch of these in. Uh, Robert Fuchsia wrote in and said, this is a bullshit game. <laughs> right out of the gate. Robert said, I'd play WCW NWO Revenge. This was the wrestling game I played the most as a kid. I wasn't really into WCW, but I was certainly aware of it. The roster was huge, and this game was a big upgrade from WWF Warzone on the 64. I could actually pull off a finisher without having to put in a 20 button combination imagine that so for all the nostalgia this game brings back uh is it makes it a must play i'm gonna remake smackdown here comes the pain in hopes that it inspires better from the 2k series as i've been dying for a good wrestling game and then i would erase wwf no mercy it pains me to do it but as i've said i have more nostalgia for revenge and at the time no mercy came out i actually preferred the smackdown series over on playstation uh, you know what, Robert? Dude, I played so much WWF Warzone and Attitude, and they both just ate so much ass compared to the THQ games. Having to put in the combos to do a finisher, I fucking hated them. So I get where you're coming from. Well, I liked them back then, but they're horrible now. Uh, and I, I could see how some people are more nostalgic for Revenge than No Mercy. I get that. I actually have a lot of nostalgia for WCW NWO World Tour, the, the, the predecessor to Revenge as well. So I get it. Uh, Brian Ransom wrote in and said, play SmackDown. Here comes the pain. It was perfect. Great roster, create characters and campaign were amazing. Controls felt smooth. One of the last good WWE games ever made. Uh, You're not wrong. Uh, remake WWF no mercy. I played it for the first time this year. It feels fun. Give it some updated graphics and a better controller because the controls suck on the Nintendo 64 and then erase WCW NWO no, uh, revenge because I have no attachment or have ever watched any WCW. Wow, Brian. I, so I agree that Here Comes the Pain is just really fucking perfect. I, I get that. I agree. Um, and sometimes I think a racing game because you never played it is a bit of a cop-out. But if you don't know WCW, then a racing WCW and WO Revenge makes sense because you don't even know who half those wrestlers are. I, I, can, I can get on board with that. Uh, Mr. Nick says, this one is very tough. I would play No Mercy. There's a reason this has gone down as the best wrestling game of all time, so just leave it be and enjoy it with friends if you can. Maybe give it a boost so it doesn't go into slow-mo mode when you have four players. Agreed. Uh, Remake SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Can you imagine this game with the graphics of 2021? It could be a BWGOAT candidate. okay i'll get into what that is in a second uh this was the upgrade from the no mercy style of wrestling games keep the roster as it had just add a new coat of paint and sound upgrades and then erase wcw nwo revenge this was super hard to think of does no mercy exist because of this game yes do wrestling games did wrestling games become huge on the foundation of this game yes do people go back to this game just because it's wcw nwo Yes, it really seems like I'm making an argument to keep it, but No Mercy took what this game did and expanded it in huge ways. If it can exist without this game, then it's got to fade away. Sorry, WCW. So first of all, Mr. Nick, I was like, I, I'm like, what the fuck is the BW goat? And I was like, I know what a goat is, but what is BW? So I Googled it and I couldn't figure it out. And then I just started sounding it out. And I was like, best wrestling goat, best wrestling game of all time. There it is. BW goat. That's fucking, I'm dumb. Uh, but you might be right, Nick, especially with 2K these days. If you polished up Here Comes the Pain, oh man, because they have not been good since, well, they've been good since Here Comes the Pain, but they have gotten worse. Um, and I get erasing revenge because at the end of the day, No Mercy is a better revenge. So I, I get that. Uh, Andre SJ Flash says, this is not easy, man. Play Revenge. This is the game that got the ball rolling. Some would say World Tour or even WCW versus the World, but Revenge put this game series on the map and paved the way. 
Remake No Mercy, even though this is the greatest wrestling game ever made to date, imagine what it could be with a coat of next-gen paint. And then a race, here comes the pain. Unfortunately, there has to be an odd man out. This game is great, but for me, it never reached the levels of No Mercy. I played it on my computer last year, and it's a good wrestling game, but I'll be honest, the SmackDown series was just okay, in my opinion. They're too fast, too janky, and too arcadey. Here Comes the Pain is the best of those games, but it still misses the mark for me. Uh, you know what? Flash, it's not a popular take, but I kind of agree. I really like the SmackDown games all the way back to the first one. But I did also find them a little loose compared to the Nintendo 64 games. Not not bad, but just, yeah, the controls are a little arcadey. I thought I was the only one that felt that way. So I get it, Flash. Um, let's go here. Dave McGee. Here are three that I've actually played. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, played WCW NWO Revenge because it was more than fine the way it was. Remake WWF No Mercy because that was back when wrestling was still good. And then Erase SmackDown Here Comes the Pain because in my opinion, this was the beginning of the end of good wrestling content and because that fucker Brock Lesnar's on the cover. Fuck you, Brock. Go back to getting beat up in the UFC. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't remember if I've ever said this on here, but I, I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I like Brock Lesnar. I know it's not a popular take. I know, but he's a boss. He's huge. He's fucking great. And he's embraced Canada. He's one of us now. He's, he's a, he's a beauty, but he is the cover athlete. He's the face of the game. So if you hate him, I get erasing it. I just, I just don't hate him. Andre says, okay, I'm mad at you, Adam. Cause these games are all amazing. I would play no mercy. This game is a classic and I have fond memories of playing it with your little brother. Remake Here Comes the Pain. This era and its roster remade with modern graphics and the same gameplay engine would be amazeballs. Erase Revenge. I played the shit out of this and I still want it gone. It goes away because my love for the other two is so much stronger and WCW was the drizzling shits. Uh, See, Andre, WCW was the drizzling shits later, but it was still good. During Revenge, then it was still okay. At that point, we all thought Sting might still beat Hogan at some point and everything would be right and we know what happened there, so... They became the shits, but I still liked them during the, the Revenge era. Uh, I will say, I totally agree with praising the Here Comes the Pain roster. That era, right after the Attitude era, was so gross. Smackdown, dude, in that era was just phenomenal. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, where did I go? I lost my place my notes. They call me Badger. This is one of the toughest ones, Adam. I thank you for it. Play Here Comes the Pain, because if they tried to remake it, they would undoubtedly fuck it up. <laughs> I like that. Remake No Mercy because that game was so much fun, but it looks a little rough these days. Erase WCW NWO because fuck that racist Hulk Hogan. Now, I don't agree with your order, Badger, but I don't disagree with anything you said. Particularly fuck that racist piece of shit Hulk Hogan. That guy can leg drop a cactus. Fucking asshole. Uh, Zane Donovan says, okay, Adam, this is easy this week. I would, wow. I would remake No Mercy as I think it's already getting a remake in the form of the AEW game that I can't wait for. I'd play Here Comes the Pain as it is. I love the roster and pace in this game. It's my favorite wrestling game of all time. And then I would erase WCW NWO Revenge. It is by far the worst game of the three here and the standout turd. Wow. That's a hot take, Zane. I Listen, I agree with your No Mercy and Here Comes the Pain logic, but I don't think I can get on board with calling Revenge a turd. Is it the worst of the three? Probably, but it's not a turd. I mean, WCW Thunder for the PlayStation. That's a turd. Uh, Silver Grunion says, uh, you're a jerk for making me choose these. Erase No Mercy. That's easy because without rose-tinted goggles by 2000, the Aki games were played out. WWF WrestleMania 2000 was vastly superior in almost every aspect. And let's face it, 
In this deleted No Mercy timeline, some hot dog, as you say, would have modded Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 into the ultimate WWF WrestleMania 2000 sequel that we never got, and we would have ended up with a better No Mercy anyway. Wow, I never thought of that. Uh, play Here Comes the Pain, the same, it still holds up, and honestly, I didn't play it until much years after it was out, but I found it very fun. When then remake WCW NWO Revenge. Uh, I would add a running grapple, an authentic story mode with challenges, nothing more than what WWF No Mercy did. Uh, and then I'd add a legacy or I'd add legacy WCW characters like Dusty Rhodes, Tully Blanchard and guys that didn't make the revenge cut like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bam Bam Bigelow, Dennis Rodman, etc. Ultimately, you also need to put in Ric Flair. But here's the big one, Adam. Give me the ability to either reassign managers or disable them. Having red and yellow Hogan come to the ring with NWO Bischoff was annoying. And if a character had a manager, there was no chance of a run in for them as the game couldn't handle it. You know what? You're right. You're right, Grunion. I understand that. I respect the boldness of erasing No Mercy. But to say that WWF WrestleMania 2000 is better is a spicy take. Uh, I, I liked. I think WrestleMania 2000 is criminally underrated. I loved that game. Um, and if you could spruce up Revenge with that same roster and make it deeper like No Mercy, then I might be willing to settle on WrestleMania 2000 for my WWF Nintendo 64 game if it meant I got a better WCW game. It's an interesting idea. Um, but you're all wrong. I'm sorry, but you're all wrong. The only people that are right are the following. Mike Malawaney. This is a no wrong choice decision, but I'll give it a go. You just fucking, you just, uh, just counteracted what I fucking said, Mike. Uh, but yeah, he's right. There, there is no wrong decision this week. Uh, he would keep WWF No Mercy. There's a reason that the producer of this game was hired by AEW to produce their games that are coming out soon. He would remake WCW NWO Revenge. Simply put, there wouldn't be much to change in this one, but the different roster would be an awesome change. And then Erase, Here Comes the Pain. The biggest negative for this game is that it's not No Mercy. If that's the biggest problem it has, then there's pretty much no problem with it. Uh, you're not wrong, Mike. This was my big issue this week, is that there's no real reason to erase any of these games. That was the tough part for me, too. And then the Anti-Spatial Podcast said, Play WWF No Mercy, because the game is amazing, and it introduced tons of features, and a simple story, but it made you feel like you were part of the roster, and it improved on everything WrestleMania 2000 started. Uh, I also think we wouldn't need a remake of this one, uh, because we got the WWE Day of Reckoning games on the GameCube, and they were literally more polished versions of No Mercy. Uh, he would remake Revenge. I don't have a good reason other than I'm a huge mark for 90s WCW and I would love a AAA version of this game with that classic stacked roster. It would also be awesome to see them expand on the entrances, of course, and add a legitimate career mode. Uh, and then erase SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, and play WWE Day of Reckoning instead. Now, I gotta be honest, I don't remember playing a lot of Day of Reckoning, but I do remember people liking them. I don't think I played a lot of them. But where Anti-Spatial's take really hit home with me uh, was uh, making a game that featured that late WCW 90s roster because I have a soft spot for it as well. And that's that's what I want to do. Mercury 869 had the same order as Mike and Anti-Social, or pardon me, Anti-Spatial Podcast did. And I'm the fourth horseman here. The four of us nailed this. Play WWF No Mercy. That's what I would do. I've never hidden my overwhelming affection for this game. Erasing one of these hurts me right to my soul. But I'm losing like a year of my life if I lose all the time I spent playing WWF No Mercy. And like not to get sentimental here because I know some of these guys listen to the podcast and I don't want them to think I like them or anything. But like some of my favorite memories of hanging out with my buddies, uh, not just in high school, but in my entire life are sitting around playing WWF No Mercy. So I just I can't erase it. Uh, I would remake WCW NWO Revenge. And listen, SmackDown is a better game. 
No question. And No Mercy is a better version of Revenge. No question. The reason I would remake this thing is because I think fans that grew up in the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars and the NWO Glory Days, we have a soft spot for WCW from back then and that roster. And I would remake this purely because I don't want to lose that roster. Do what you've got to do with the engine and stuff, but just give me the roster from this game in a new wrestling game. Like you got the NWO, the Wolfpack, Raven's Flock, DDP, Sting, Goldberg, Piper, Luger, the Cruiserweights, Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Vintage, Chris Jericho, Psychosis, the heartbeat of WCW, Disco Inferno. So good. I want that roster in a new game. And then I would erase SmackDown. Here comes the pain. I think you could argue here comes the pain is the best game in this list. But I would erase it because at this point, SmackDown was just like a regular game. We were getting them all the time. And like, sure, Here Comes the Pain is the best of them. But if you erase it, there's still some good SmackDown games, right? So I can live without Here Comes the Pain. Uh, But God, I miss WCW and I want it back. So that's my answer. Thank you to everyone that played. I'm sorry I couldn't read them all, but I got through as many as I could. Fuck, I love that segment. Uh, Let me get into what I've been playing. Then we'll talk Royal Rumble. Uh, I actually not been playing much. (laughs) over the last week it's uh, a lot of my time has been spent recording episodes of this podcast so i have almost enough game chats recorded now to go until april so it was worth it but i haven't had a lot of time to play uh the time i have had to play has primarily been spent with final fantasy 8 which won this month's patreon poll like i've been saying i'm just going to shut up about it until that episode i'll keep my thoughts very close to my chest uh i will share them on the episode but i have been playing quite a bit of it i also finished gears tactics uh, like I mentioned last week, very polished, just repetitive. Like I, I would absolutely recommend it to Gears fans for sure. Uh, but I do think if you don't like Gears of War and you're just looking for a deep tactical game, Gears Tactics, you'll get bored. I think uh, if you don't, if you don't know the Gears universe, I don't know if there's enough there to carry you through it. But if you do, then I recommend it. Um, and that's it. Like that's all I've been playing. It's been just a busy week on this end. I I played a little bit of Smash Ultimate on Twitch Sunday, like I said, with some of the Patreons. That was fucking awesome. Uh, and then this Thursday for Throwback Thursday on Twitch, I'm gonna start a playthrough of Super Mario RPG. I will only play it on Thursday nights on Twitch. For those of you that are interested, I love that game, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but that's that's all I've been playing. It's primarily been Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, and that's it. Let's go. It's time for the Royal Rumble. Uh, imagine hearing Howard Funk, uh, Howard Finkel like, it is time for the Royal Rumble match. And then he explains the rules and it's so, ah, fuck, it gives me chills. Uh, I like to give you nerds a chance to share your thoughts on games before I indulge myself. Uh, Luis Oliva wrote in and said, this game is great. I remember renting it all the time. I remember this being the first game I played where wrestlers felt different from each other and doing the Irish whip near the ropes during a Royal Rumble match always felt like a cheap way of playing, but damn it, I played to win. Fucking rights, dude. We get into that on the show. It was so easy to eliminate people with that Irish whip, but it was so cheap, but fuck them. Unless they did it to you, then it was fucking rage and fury, but otherwise it was fine. Charlie Medeiros wrote in and said, I don't remember how this game actually plays, but I do remember playing it. Just looking at the box reminds me of visiting my cousin in the summer in Gananoku. I don't know where that is. Uh, I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, And going to the tiny movie and video game rental place. We would rent this game and play it all summer. Every few days, we'd have to bring it back, beg my aunt for money, and we would rent it again. Uh, You know what? And we're going to get into that as well, Charlie, but it's funny we would rent this game all the time as kids too, before I finally just bought it from the video game store when they put it up for sale. But we rented it so much uh, over and over and over. And there's not that much meat on the bone, but fuck. And then Makeshift Money wrote in and said, the most lasting memory I have of this game is that you could have six wrestlers in the ring at the same time and three of them were choking the other three out all at once. Otherwise, it was fun enough for what it was. I liked it way more than the early 3D games. 
It's funny you say that, Makeshift, because having six wrestlers on the screen at once, even if they all looked very similar and they were all just choking each other, is exactly what stands out to me primarily about this game as well. Like I said, my buddy Sean and I rented this game over and over before I finally just bought it, and we would just play Royal Rumble after Royal Rumble after Royal Rumble. I was so obsessed with this game as a kid. Uh, my buddy Mick Lowson and I had a nice chat about it, and you can eavesdrop on that right now. Let me cue up somebody's fucking digitized entrance music. And eventually I'm going to turn it off and then we are going to talk WWF Royal Rumble, which originally released on June 8th, 1993 for the Super Nintendo and September 15th, 1993 for the Sega Genesis. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad, the ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week is a good buddy of mine. It's been a while since we've had you on the show, but you're busy out learning stuff, and I'm busy hibernating inside because the world is a fucking scary place. But joining me via the phone this week is a good buddy of mine, fellow comedian, former guest on the show, and Patreon supporter. So thank you very much, my good friend, Miklos Blackshaw. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm getting a little... <laughs> I'm not bored of being inside, but I'm almost bored of being inside. Almost. Almost, but not quite. Um, oh man, I understand that. Oh fuck me, man! What a year! What a, anyway? Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants. We're all here to forget about this year. So let's let's go back to 1993. We'll take everyone back to 1993, 1994 in that era when there was no such thing as COVID, and you could go play outside all you wanted, but you didn't play outside because if you had any taste, you were inside playing fucking WWF Royal Rumble, buddy. I love this game, Miklos. I love this game. Um, oh. it, it, and it's funny because like it kind of sucks 
but like <laughs> right am i wrong like it like i i mean if you go back to uh the standards of yesteryear it was amazing uh but by today's standards not good yeah like this is like like the, i haven't played no mercy in a long time or any of those nintendo 64 games but i feel like if i played them maybe they wouldn't be quite as good as i remember but i'm like these would still hold up like these would still be playable wwf royal rumble like <laughs> i i feel like half the reason i loved this game as much as i did as a kid was because i hadn't yet played any of the good Nintendo 64 wrestling games. Like it was just the best at the time, but I don't oh. like it. I don't know how well it would. So I'll ask you, I don't know how well it would hold up today. I played the super Nintendo one. Now you and I were talking about this. Did you play the Genesis one growing up? I played both. Okay. Uh, when you were like, Hey, we should talk about this. I went and looked up uh, some videos and I saw a video and it went through like all the characters and I was like, where the fuck is Hulk Hogan? Where is uh Papa Shango? Right. Cause I like distinctly remember the ridiculous leg drop yeah. for Hulk Hogan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fucking Hulk Hogan. Dude. So, and that's crazy to me because like I, I, I knew this game was on the suit on the Genesis. I had no yeah. idea it had a different roster. And then when you yeah. said, where the fuck is Hogan and Papa Shango? I was like, I want to throw it back and be like, they're not in the game, dumbass. Like, are you sure we're talking about the same game? What the fuck are you talking about? But then I went online and looked and I was like, what? How does what? So for those of you that don't know, the Super Nintendo version had Flair, Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, Yokozuna, and Tatanka. The Genesis version had Hogan, IRS, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. <laughs> fuck me. The, 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 oh, are you fucking serious? Papa Shango? <laughs> And the model Rick Martel. Who the fuck? Why is the model? Like, I, listen, I'm not shitting on the model, but why the fuck is the model Rick Martel in this game? Like, who the uh, fuck? He was, he yeah. was big. I, yeah, then. I get it. But just nobody wants to play as the, I guarantee you, there wasn't, a, there's a reason that you were like, where the fuck is Hulk Hogan and Papa Shango? And not where the fuck is Hulk Hogan and Rick Martel? Like, there's a, you know what I mean? Like, so, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I wonder why they did that. Like, I wonder why they did five different wrestlers in each side. I can't find a. I didn't. I, I didn't research I, it. I, but. I imagine that there was some bidding wars for yeah. uh, for who got who, and because arguably at the time the Genesis was doing better. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny because like I, I, my first thought when I saw that the Genesis version had Hogan. My first thought was like, wow, that's a huge get for the Genesis. But like, yeah. I'm looking at the two rosters. And so the Genesis version's got Hogan. And Hulk Hogan, like, obviously, Hulk Hogan's a racist piece of shit now and everybody hates him. But he's still Hulk Hogan. But after yeah. Hogan, like, IRS, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Rick Martell, and Papa Shango. And if you go to the Super Nintendo version, Ric Flair is the Super Nintendo counterpart to Hulk Hogan. And then it's Mr. Perfect, Ted DiBiase, Yokozuna, and Tatanka. Like, that's a yeah. good fucking lineup. They, like, they, yeah. No, man. Uh, like, I, I, I can't deny it was such like a great lineup. Yeah, like to me, it, it, it's it it is arguably better. Like, it reads uh, like it reads like both systems. Like, they did like a draft, but it was like yeah. so. Genesis, you get the first pick. And then Super Nintendo gets the next five. So it was like Genesis is like, well, we'll take Hogan. 
obviously. And then the Super yeah. Nintendo was like Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, the million dollar man, Yokozuna, and then Tatanka. And then which, which what seems real weird to me is that Hulk Hogan was one of the optional. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. Like I could see all the other ones. Right. So, right. Cause like, uh, but also like, I couldn't even remember who Crush was. No. Cr- okay. So like, cause the other seven wrestlers in, in both games, Bret Hart, like, I don't like Bret Hart, but obviously Bret Hart's, you know, awesome. I mean, he belongs I mean, in this game. You, you could be wrong. <laughs> well, I'm not, but you, but, but like Bret Hart, obviously the undertaker, huge Shawn Michaels, yeah. pretty sweet. Razor Ramon's yeah. a fucking gem. The macho man, Randy yeah. Savage is a beast, but then it was crush yeah. and Lex Luger. And it's Lex like, Luger was pretty awesome at that time. I fucking hate Lex Luger. Like you can I hate him all uh, once. I I, <laughs> I get it, but like, where where the fuck is Jake the Snake? I want Jake. Or the, you know, that's actually the mm, Jake the me. Snake. I don't think was doing wrestling at this time, though. Yeah, I right? can't remember. I can't because like that was I, the, the the two most notable. Um, like, missing if, rosters if Jake, to me. if Jake the Snake would have been in here, you would have had to have the Ultimate Warrior too. Those are the and that's where I was gonna go. And then I fucking listen. I despise the Ultimate Warrior, but like to not have the Ultimate Warrior and Jake the Snake, what, those are the two big what, missing players to me. What What do you hate about the Ultimate Warrior? What don't you hate about the Ultimate? He's awful. You want an angry Adam to show up in the first eight minutes of this? Because he'll come out. The Ultimate Warrior. Listen, and for all of you out there that are screaming at your phones right now, being like, dude, the Ultimate Warrior was my hero when I was a kid. Blah, 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 blah. Get it. I understand. I get it. When I was a kid, my hero was The Undertaker. And the guy was, I thought he was dead. So I understand that we all had heroes when we were children. But the Ultimate Warrior couldn't wrestle to save his life. His promos were awful. He just mumbled incoherent words. All you love about the Ultimate Warrior was his kick-ass, and he had a kick-ass entrance theme, and that entrance where he'd run to the ring and shake the ropes. And I understand that because I and then every every time he was like kind of doing the comeback, he'd just shake the ropes and you oh, couldn't stop him. Fucking awful! I hate the Ultimate Warrior so much. But I I agree with you. That honestly, like the the two names that stuck out to me were Jake the Snake and the Ultimate Warrior. Um, yeah. But whatever. I mean, they could only get so many. And the thing about it with this game. I, like to me that's not a horrible roster like that's that's a that's a fairly decent like i'm i'm going with the super nintendo version like the only wrestlers i don't ever remember playing as in the super nintendo version were crush uh and lex luger those are the only oh, two i i used a lot of lex luger i just like that elbow oh, he does he's, yeah the he's forearm so the big smaller. forearm yeah fuck <laughs> yeah. so and then the thing about it that i love and i'm looking at pictures of it right now is that like they're all clearly the same basic uh, model, and then they just like some had longer hair, or shorter hair, or like different outfits and stuff. But they all pretty well looked the same. Um, the move list is pretty much the same. Oh, the move list is like it's like basically identical, other than their finishers. Yeah, that's, but yeah. one thing that I was shocked that the Genesis didn't have was like what Yokozuna got like his own sprite. Like he looked completely different because he was like the big fat guy. It, um, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I also found it fucking hilarious that everybody could body slam him. Everybody, because like there was that iconic moment when Hulk Hogan picked him up, and body slammed him. That was Andre the Giant. Was it on? Yeah. No, no, no. There was also one with Yokozuna. Well, he was the big fat sumo wrestler. Did Hogan slam him too? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I think of the I'm Andre the Giant sure. one. But. I don't know. Fucking look it up right now. But like. But I mean, you're right. Like, and to be honest, dude. Like, I listen. I love the Nintendo 64 games as well. It took year. It took years before they uh, 
they started to put some kind of physics in. Is, is that your dog chewing on a toy? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I was like, I can either that or it sounds like you're like getting laid while you're recording. You're like bouncing on a bed. But uh, if it's, oh. no, no, it's okay. Don't, don't, don't ever oh, take a was, dog away from It was from Lex toy. Luger body slam oh. Yokozuna. Okay. Yeah. See, again, and that's, fuck, that's them trying to re, dude, they tried so hard to make Lex Luger the next Hulk Hogan. And it was like, no, he fucking sucks. Fucking Lex Luger sucks. I hate him. I fucking, I don't like Hogan either. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so like all the wrestlers basically looked the same, but at the same time, I'm looking at an image of it right now, and like while they're all the basic same, um, like like they had one palette, and they would just obviously change the colors and stuff. Like they yeah. they actually, dude, I think this is a surprisingly decent looking video game. Like, yeah. like looking at like you can tell exactly who everybody is. It it I I love the like borderline. 3d like is it i don't know if 3d is the right word but like it it's like south park x esque with like depth yes spot on it is like south park i wish you could whip guys off the top and bottom ropes but that's a minor thing like they can only lift them off whip them off the left and right ropes but like i'm i'm looking at it right now and like the wrestlers are all i love how bright and colorful they all look i'm such a fucking homer for that vintage wwf logo and like the old <laughs> ring and stuff and the old like the old barricades around the ring and you can see Bobby Heenan sitting in the background calling the matches and st- like this is oh man i'm trying to remember what his name is but like the ref the ref in this oh earl hebner uh, yeah yeah earl he, oh like, sorry go ahead he that they, his sprite looks almost spot on he looks great and so does the fink the ring announcer, Howard Finkel, yeah. the guy that gets oh, in the that's ring. What I was thinking of. Oh yeah, yeah he looks so good. Like the bald head and and like because the thing is, is like for all of you that aren't wrestling fans, Howard Finkel is. I listen. Don't even at me because you're wrong. Howard Finkel is the greatest announcer of all time. Like the like now he, approaching the ring, like this guy. Yeah. And uh, and like to listen to him read off the rules to the Royal Rumble is iconic. <sighs> Like, cause he's like, it is now time for the Royal Rumble match. And then he would explain the rules. And so when they put him in the game, the first time I saw him, like when he comes in at the end of the match, I was like, holy fuck, it's the Fink. Like I, dude, there's a lot of like small little details to this game that really make up for the lack of depth and make it fucking awesome. Like it's, I love the way this game looks. And then I love the fact that you can fight outside the ring and go along the bottom of the ring too. I think this was like the first game to do that too. Well, yeah, like we covered Tecmo Wrestling from the NES a few months ago. And you could fight outside, but not along the bottom, just over to the two sides. And in this one, you get out of the ring and outside of the top part, like where the the play-by-play guys are, like where Bobby Heenan and I think it's Vince McMahon. But like where the play-by-play guys are at the top and you can't get up there, you can walk all the yeah. way down around the bottom and everything, and there's tons of room to move around. You can whip oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, fuck all yeah. All the way across. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you would grab a guy stop. and literally <laughs> whip him off the off camera. But like he would just and keep you, going. And then he would like you would hit the barricade and fall over. And you'd hear that and you'd hear the grunt. I love the <laughs> grunting in this game. It's like, ooh, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. It's just that. <laughs> Like there's no music during the match, which uh, I actually like that there's no music. Like they don't have, you know, because like a lot of those old, um, a lot of old yeah, sports just games, have, just a generic music have, playing. Yeah. Um, the the theme music in this for each of the wrestlers. Oh, Mick. 
done so well considering buddy on the on the snes i posted about that on social media yesterday and i was like because i was working on the preview so just to let you guys in behind the scenes like mick and i are recording this three o'clock tuesday afternoon we're sneaking this one in under the buzzer because i just thought to like oh man we got to do a royal rumble episode it's royal rumble weekend and uh so i actually was working on the intro before i gave you a call so the intro is already recorded and ready to go and i was putting in the music and my god mick i went to i went to to youtube just to look up the the wrestler themes for this and uh and they're that like digitized I used the word pixelated, but one of I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was my buddy Dan. Somebody was like the they called it digitized, and that's how you describe it. The the entrance themes, dude, on the character select screen, we would just let it sit. Just flip through the character select screen and just let it play out their music. That's so good, Mick. So good. Oh. The music's better than it is in the Nintendo 64 games. I don't know how, but it is. Like God damn! Do you have a favorite? I'm just curious if you remember any of them. Um, well, when I was watching the video the other day, uh, I mean, there were some nostalgic ones, like obviously, uh, Macho Man's. Yes. Uh, uh, Bret Hart's intro was good. Uh, <laughs> but oh, um, Ted DiBiase's I think was, <laughs> was my oh favorite. yes, dude. And it's so funny because like I hated playing him in as him in this game. Only because yeah. the million dollar dream is kind of a lame finish. Like it kind of <laughs> is like, it's just a sleeper hold. Right. But yeah. like, yeah, his music. And I, I love the million dollar man. I fucking love that gimmick so much. I was like legitimately flipping through and I listened to every theme song and I had to pick, I finally picked three to put into this episode. And I was like, I want to put all of these in like, and you know what? I got to be honest with you. And listen, I don't want anyone yelling at me. For throwing shade at Sega, because you guys know that we, we've buried the hatchet. I like Sega now. I, uh, I, the Sega music is good, but like I, I, I expected the Sega music to be like heads and shoulders ahead of the SNES version because I felt like traditionally they were, and I don't think they are this time. I, I don't know why that is. I, I was a little like it's good. I just I, I've always admired Genesis's graphics and the music and stuff, and I did think. I think these games look very, very, very similar and sound pretty similar, um, which surprised me. That's all. That's that's just me. But um, yeah, I love that music too. Mine is probably, as much as I don't like Bret Hart, Bret Hart's got a fucking great entrance theme. He really does. And then Razor Ramon. Uh, I love... Oh. I love Razor. That's the that's the music I'm yeah. going to use uh, at the end of this episode where I read off the thank yous to Patreons. You can all know that right now. It's going to be the Razor Ramon theme because that music is... So, oh, I love Razor Ramon so much. Razor man. Ramon was uh, one of the guys that we fought over. Like as to who got to play as him? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Dude, he's... I, I adore Razor Ramon. Uh, did you... So we'll get into the game itself. Did you... It seems stupid to say did you have a main when outside of their finishers they all play exactly the same. But do you did was there a guy you used the most? Um man looking back on it, uh I don't know, but I'm sure Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Brett Hitman Hart were in there. Yeah. Um uh, I don't have like I have way more nostalgia now for Ric Flair. Uh mostly just from like later. Yeah like looking back on them, but at the time, probably not the same. Uh, same dude. Honestly, like I, uh, Oh, 
Papa Shango. I just oh, liked nice. his finishing move. <laughs> you know what? If you had told me, pick who you think Miklos Blackshaw would play as w- in WWF Royal Rumble, Papa Shango would have been near the top of my list. That's a Miklos Blackshaw fucking character. Man, his, his finishing move is fucking amazing. And oh. like when when you're like, doing like uh like choking and like the eye rakes and stuff he's just way more uh of like an evil looking character yeah um i mean he's modeled after pava legba which is you know the crossroads demon in uh fuck trying to remember hold on i have a book on it somewhere uh in uh a type of religion or spirituality Uh, okay Uh, i can't find the book off the no that's not it i don't know what i did with it it's so funny to me that he is like, cause like I, whenever I see him, like, cause he was the Godfather, right? Um, yeah. And that's who I think of, like, when I see the, the Charles Wright, the wrestlers, I'm like, well, it's the Godfather. It's I always forget that he was Papa Shango. Like, what a fucking goofy gimmick. I, dude, I, there's something to be said for this era when like everyone was either a normal person, like a Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels. You know, or they were just these weird fucking IRS, the million dollar man, Papa Shango, the Undertaker. Like, what, I what, love those what, gimmicks. What, man, when I was looking back at this, uh, I was just like, I was trying to think of what the special moves for some of these characters were. Yeah. And I just kept thinking that Shawn Michaels was going to be sweet chin music. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. It was not. And no. I was like, what? I know. I dude, so like cause Shawn Michaels is one of my he probably Chris Jericho's my favorite wrestler of all time, but I think Shawn Michaels is the greatest in ring wrestler of all time. And uh, I would love to play as him in this game, but without sweet chin music, I'm like, you kinda <laughs> suck. Like you need to need sweet chin music. I was like, nobody wants to do a back suplex. It's a fucking horrible finish. You want to do a sweet chin So I agree with you. I um so like cause like, like so so all the wrestlers had the same moves, but then they all had their distinct finishers. And like some finishers that stood out to me were like I actually would play as Bret Hart and Ric Flair sometimes, just because yeah. their finish I didn't have to mash the buttons to fill up that meter. I just had to yeah. go to the feet and push R and like put them in the figure four, the sharpshooter. Taker with oh, the man. Taker with the Those... tombstone obviously is awesome. Um uh... And then doing I, the Razor's Edge. Oh, Razor's Edge was rad. And then I actually loved Tatanka's follow it. Like I loved doing Tatanka's finish. Oh, and yeah. Mister Perfect with the Perfect Plex. Except yeah. that, except that he wouldn't, he wouldn't pin them. Like that should be a pin. And then you have to get up and then go over and pin them, which I found a little bit disappointing. But um, yeah, I, well, that would have just been too much work. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but uh, but I love that they all had their own finishers. Because other than that, so if you've never played this game, like you pick your wrestlers, and then and then outside of like punching and kicking, and then I think you could run and do a drop kick. And other than that, I, yeah. basically, you could you could clothesline. Right, you could you could whip a guy off the ropes and clothesline him, or you could whip him off the ropes and then hip toss him. And if you were in the rumble, you could just cheap the fuck out and just hip toss guys out of the ring all the time, like just the cheapest crap. And then you could like choke guys and like gouge their eyes. But then if you locked up with each other, then it literally just became mashing buttons. And the stronger, more complex move you wanted to do, the further you had to fill up your gauge. And it would be like a tug of war. So if Mick and I were playing against each other, we'd lock up. And then we both just have to mash buttons on our controller and try to fill our meters up. And dude, like it would, I, I don't know how it was with you, but like when I would play this with like my friend Sean or whoever, we if, eventually one of us would just have to be like, all right, fuck, take, take the move. 
Because like you would never <laughs> fill that fucking thing up. It would take forever. Back and forth since the beginning. Oh, uh, and like to me, that's probably the weakest part of the game is that that grapple mechanic was cool in 1993, but like it gets old fucking really, really fast, man. Like, whoa. Well, there. I believe that, and I might be wrong here, but I believe that like it also had to do with like how much health you had too. Yeah, I think you might be right. Well, I know you couldn't do a finisher on someone until they were down to like the red. But yeah, I, yeah, and then, yeah. but like even like trying to, to it like affected how much it would go up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. So if if you were getting a beating laid on you, <laughs> you were you weren't you weren't doing much afterwards. It would just take so fucking long. And then to do a finisher, if you had a finisher that was in a grapple, like like for argument's yeah. sake, the Undertaker's Tombstone or Razor Razor's Edge, um, you had to fill that meter all the way using like the right trigger at the end. And you know how yeah. hard it is to mash the right trigger on a Super Nintendo controller? I don't know what it was like on the Genesis, but it was fucking impossible. So like Oh, uh, uh, I had the six button thing uh, controller. So, so like it was just like right right perfect for the thumb. Yeah, that's perfect. I I love that six button controller. Um it, honestly, that was one of the greatest things about the Genesis. That six button controller? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it was fucking dope, man. Six buttons. That's a lot of buttons. Like and I guess the Super Nintendo's got the same amount yeah. if you throw the four plus the two shoulders in, but Yeah. I love the six on the face, man. Um, but that was it. Like that was the basic combat in the game. And it like, and it didn't matter. You could turn the computer all the way up to a 10 difficulty. You'd always beat them in those grapples. And then if you were yeah. playing against your friend, you either needed one of you to give up or you had to unplug the other one's controller, <laughs> which we would do all the time. Um, and so like, yeah, it would like, that's why I'm like, I don't really have any urge to play this game today. As much as I love this game. I'm like, I think that meth, like you'd play one match and be like, all right, well that fucking sucks. Like just mashing and mashing and mashing the buttons to fill up those fucking lists. It was more fun when you just stand there like, uh, 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 just punching each other, like just shot for shot until one of you would finally fall down. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and the other problem with this game is that like, so everyone's got the same few moves, like the body slam and the backbreaker and things like that. Uh, the other problem with this game is that there really isn't very much depth. Like, like, like the modes, like outside of the Royal Rumble, which we'll get into because the Royal Rumble mode is obviously the best mode in this game. Um, like obviously Uh, I, I, I did enjoy the, uh, the brawl where you could go outside and beat the crap out of each other. Oh, right. All you had to do was, uh, you just had to like basically kill the other guy. Like you just had to, he like that's honestly, I, yeah, I found that more fun than a regular match. So like it had a brawl. Go ahead. I was going to say, I always thought it was funny that in like, uh, in wrestling in general, that like the rules only really applied like inside the ring. Yeah. 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 Well, outside the ring, do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, they, well, that's because the referee's job once you out of the ring is to yell at you to get back in the ring. Like, Come on, get back in here. And they're like fighting up the ramp. Get back here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it had a brawl mode where you would like, instead of trying to pin each other, you had a health meter at the top of the screen for each character and all you had to do was empty the opponent's health and then you knocked him out. And it was like a last man standing match and then you won. Um, But that was one where like, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe there were count outs or anything. So I think you could go out of the ring and fight out there all you wanted. No, you could go out of the ring. Oh yeah. Um, Whereas if you play in a regular, like a one fall match or a tag team match, like anything with regular standard rules, uh, 
the referee would try to count you out when you were out of the ring and all that kind of stuff. Plus the chair was out there and you could hit, which you yeah. always, everybody always went for the chair. You had to, you had to go for the chair. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you couldn't get disqualified in this one either. I think you could hit each other guy. You could hit the other one, but I think you could only hit someone with a chair once and then the chair would break and then disappear. So yeah. like, it was a fight to see who would get the chair. Um, I was trying to remember if there were any real penalties for, uh, uh, in the regular matches for choking. <laughs> no, I don't think there was. I think that they would just let you do it for a minute. Like there was, it was pretty basic game. Um, yeah, but it was still fun. And then, Oh dude, do you remember you could knock the referee out? Yes. Oh, and of course <laughs> you like, could throw people into it. <laughs> yeah. And like, we'd always just run at the referee and try to knock the referee out. And it didn't even make much of a difference, but we used to play where like, we had a rule in place where you couldn't hit the other guy with a chair unless the referee was knocked out. Like you okay. had, like that was the only time we would let, cause I don't think that you could get disqualified for it. So we would just try yeah, to add it. Well, you could spend so much time outside if you knock the ref down. Yeah. Cause then he wouldn't count. Right. But then when he wake up, he'd just start counting. But then, and yeah. I actually love this. Cause like, if you're a pro wrestling fan, like this is a real thing. All you had to do to reset the count is roll in the ring and then get out. And you could like yeah. reset, you know what? I, and I loved that. Um, but being able to we knock the to referee do- out was crazy shit, man. We used to try to do like cheap stuff outside the ring, uh, like that long throw down the front. Yeah, if you could like choke someone and then throw them down, so they'd be exhausted from the choke, you would get a little bit of a bonus for yeah. throwing, like whipping them down there. Yeah, and you can't stop, right? No, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know how many fights that my brother and I got in because one of us would whip, like you'd be at like a seven or eight count, like on the outside of the ring, and then you'd yeah. whip the other guy, and it would take him three seconds just to run across the screen, and nothing yeah. could stop him. And then you just get back in the ring and let him get counted out while he's running across the ring. Oh god yeah. damn it was or outside outside of the ring and fuck the fights because it was such a bullshit cheap way to finish a game the cheapest <laughs> shit in the world but god damn it wasn't funny ah oh, so good um and then there was like tag team matches too um yeah. which those is were, those are pretty those are pretty fun because you get like a refreshed character yeah oh yeah and i think you gain some health back from being out on the side i don't remember though yeah i don't remember if you got that back or not but even if you didn't it wasn't a lot (laughs) yeah even if you didn't like you were just it was like conserving your health right so and i remember just thinking it was so much fun to like be able to create random tag teams like put bret hart with Shawn michaels or put the undertaker with you know mr perfect or just whatever you wanted to do to build a I, i loved that and then i'm I'm 90% sure, I can't remember if this was just in WWF Raw or Royal Rumble, I think it was in Royal Rumble, where you could do three-on-three tag teams as well, but... Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but you had to switch whoever was on the ring apron by hitting select. Like, yeah. Like, which, which, which is crazy to me, because we'll get to the Royal Rumble in a minute, but this game could handle six people in the ring at once. Yeah. But for some I, reason, in a three-on-three match, you couldn't have both of your partners on the ring apron. You had to switch between them. Yeah, I think maybe... There might have been issues with just that area. Maybe. Because I just... Right? Y- yeah. Because then you, you, you would have to, like... You would have to program the boat to be selectable. Uh, yeah, I it guess, It just might yeah. have been an issue that yeah. way. Because I loved the idea of being able to do a three-on-three tag team match. I thought that was, like, the coolest shit in the world. I, and there was enough to do the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Because, yeah, because that was the other thing. Is it, like... So you can do all those individual matches, like, one-on-one, the brawls. You could do the tag team matches... Uh, or you could go through a tournament either as a single wrestler or in a tag team 
to win a championship. And, um, which was like, I think it was pretty, even dude, like when WWF Warzone came out on the Nintendo 64 on PlayStation, that was the main career mode was just fighting your way through a ladder of opponents. That's basically what it was every fighting game for a long yeah. time. That was the story mode. Um, but you're right. It had a big enough roster that you could do a tag team tournament mode and, uh, the, you'd get to fight a whole bunch of other random teams. And I actually enjoyed the tag team tournament better because you never knew which two wrestlers you were going to go up against. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, and you could do it with a friend. Like you guys could do it two player, um, in the same team, which was always a lot of fun too. Man, you remember playing video games with friends? Yeah, dude. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Uh, wrestling games, aside from maybe Mario Kart, wrestling video games as a whole are like my favorite couch co-op uh, oh, yeah. games of all time. And it doesn't matter if it's this or WWF Raw or Tecmo Wrestling on the NES or the Nintendo 64 games or the Smackdowns. Just if oh, wrestling games with your friends is the funnest shit in the world, man. The funnest shit in the world. Uh, I miss those days. You're right. So... Am I? I don't think we're forgetting anything from all the other like non because the Royal Rumble is the main event. Like that's what everyone that's what everybody played. Um, oh yeah. But I don't think we missed anything from any of the other modes. They're all like it's it. It was all just very basic. There was no storylines. It was just fight through a ladder, and then you got the championship belt. Like they'd bring in that generic looking belt at the end, and then that would be it. Like you wouldn't even. Oh, and then like the fake WWF magazine would come in, and be like oh, congratulations yeah. to the new, cha-, which I always thought was a great touch. Just that WWF magazine announcing who the new champion was. I always thought that was fucking awesome. So cheesy. You gotta get some hype, right? Yeah, so cheesy. Uh, But then, obviously, the last mode in the game uh, is Royal Rumble. And I don't know about you, Mick, but like, holy fuck did we play a lot of Royal Rumbles back in the day. Like, this was the mode that we played all the time. All the fucking time. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, Crash Plan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. Crash Plan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a Crash Plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. 
CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Um, so I guess if you don't know what the Royal Rumble is, just quickly, in case you're listening to this and you don't know what the Royal Rumble is, I assume most people do, but like two wrestlers start out in the ring and then in, in, in the real WWF, it's 30 wrestlers, but in this game, there's only 12. So two wrestlers start out in the ring and then every so often another wrestler will enter the ring in like a random order. And then once you're in the ring, you're in the match until you get thrown over the top rope and you touch the floor. Both feet touch the floor. In this game, you just get thrown over the top rope. Um, and then you're eliminated. And then another wrestler will come in and they keep coming in their regular intervals until all 30 wrestlers have entered the ring. And then the last guy in the ring wins the Royal Rumble. And in this game, there's only 12, but you could have up to six guys in the ring at a time. And I got to be honest with you, Mick, I, 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 this blew me away. Because like compared to the NES where you'd have like two guys in the ring at once, to see six yeah. guys crowding into that ring, things got fucking hectic when you had six guys in there. It was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. There'd be so many times you try to throw someone to the ropes to throw them out and someone who would knock them down before mm. they got back to you. Yeah. Because like once you got like, so when you're in the Royal Rumble, you weren't allowed to leave the ring. The camera didn't move. It was like stationary on the ring. And the the two ways, and, and correct me if I... I can't think of another way. So maybe I'm wrong, but like the, the two ways that I can think of to be thrown out were like, if you were really beat up, then if somebody grappled you near the ropes and filled up their meter, they would just pick you up and throw you over the top rope. Yeah. Um, or if you were running, they could do that hip toss and throw you over. It didn't matter how much health you had. Like, and that was, dude, did you ever accidentally run and get thrown out and just didn't even see it coming? So many times. Oh, and the rage you would feel (laughs) like, you'd be like, what? No, like just all you were trying to do is like, you weren't, maybe you weren't even trying to run, but when you get six guys in there, it's like a real Royal Rumble. The the ring is full and you need to watch your ass. It's not a big ring, right? No, it's not. And you need to watch your ass because yeah, you run. And if someone just happens to hit the button while you're running, they'll just hip toss your ass over the top rope and you're eliminated, sir. And uh, God, it would make me so mad when I'd get eliminated that way. But, uh, oh, and I think if you were on the top rope, you could get knocked out of the ring that way too. But if you go on the top rope in a Royal Rumble, you're a dumbass. You deserve to get knocked out. So, I don't know, man. It was, pre- it was pretty fun to uh, to try to pull off uh, the flying elbow. That's true. With, yeah. With Randy Savage. Yeah, if you were Macho Man, then you have to. That's that, different. That, yeah. that was like the ultimate in uh, like the disc. For the Royal Rumble, yeah, you came in if you could pull that off on someone. Oh God, it was fun, and like, and the best part to me about the Royal Rumble match was that it was two players, and you would be the two that started out in the ring. And dude, I can't even ha- tell you how many times, like, me and a buddy or me and my little brother would like we'd make it an alliance, and it'd be like as soon as guys got in the ring, one one opponent yep. would get in the ring, you team up on them, throw them out, and then wait for the next guy, then wait for the next guy, till it came down to just the two of you, and then you'd go off on each other and try to win the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, you had to do that. But it was like, I love, so like one of the funnest things about the real Royal Rumble is the anticipation of never knowing who's coming down to the ring next. And I got that in this game because you never knew who the next wrestler to come out was. And I know they were all the same and it didn't matter, but it was still so much fun. Like, oh, fuck, it's the Undertaker. Like, oh, it's Yokozuna. Like, oh, God. So many, and it never got old, Mick. It never got old. Oh, my God, it was fun. Oh, oh I, it, this, for, 
for uh, the amount of, like, because I didn't have an NES or SNES. Uh, like, my my dad had one, but I wasn't there all the time. Yeah. Uh, but the, for the amount of time that I would play uh, on somebody's Super Nintendo, this game got played a lot. Oh, dude. And I don't, think, I don't know anyone that, like, owned it. So that was like, oh, we're going over to someone's house and someone's birthday or something. We're renting this game. Yeah. So it's <laughs> funny you bring that up because, like, so there was this video store in Cold Lake, Leo's Video Max. That's where we would rent our games from. And me and my pal Sean, we would rent this game several times a month. Like, if we had money, we would just go rent yeah. WWF Royal Rumble. And then finally, they were, like, selling a bunch of their old Super Nintendo games, and we and I and we bought it, like, dirt cheap and kept playing it. But you're right. I didn't know a single person that owned it. I didn't think this game was that big a deal. But, dude, when I posted that we were talking about this game, the fucking nerds, and I'm calling you all that as a term of respect because I'm a wrestling nerd myself. The nerds. Those fucking hot dogs. The fucking hot dogs came out in force. And everyone was like, I remember that game. I remember that game. I, I it, This... I don't think there was a good WWF game on the NES. If there was, I don't remember playing it. I think they all kind of sucked. Uh, yes, they did. So outside Although I of- did like being Bam Bam Bigelow for oh, his car fuck. Oh, fucking... I love Bam Bam, but fuck me. <laughs> um, like, outside of maybe WrestleFest, the arcade game, like, this might have been the first, like, really good WWF game. And it was just, like you said, dude, I... Oh my god! To play this with like a big group of people at like a sleepover or for a weekend or something, so yeah. much fun. We used to run like seasons where everyone had one wrestler, and we would keep track of stats and keep track of who the champs were and stuff like that. Oh yes, for sure we did that. Like writing everything down, just fucking. There was no girls. Yeah. We were just fucking nerds. <laughs> um, oh, dude! And you know what else was sick? Do you remember in the Royal Rumble? My favorite thing about the Royal Rumble match is that after it was over, you could see everybody's stats. Yes. And it would play their, like, the winner's music. Oh. Yeah, and, it, and then you get to see how well everyone did. Yeah. It, it was like Smash Brothers before Smash Brothers came out. Yeah, you're right. That kind of stats. You're right. Like, it's, it's funny because, like, I actually really enjoy, like, every year when the actual Royal Rumble comes around in WWE now, they always put out tons of, like, video packages. It's one of those things where, like, the people that have been eliminated in the least amount of time, the most amount of time, who went the longest, who's won the most, who has the most eliminations. Like that's a big thing. Like in WWE, they keep track of all those stats. And, uh, and I geek hard over that shit. I love that stuff. And when you play this at the end of the Royal rumble, you would have to just listen to the winner's music. And then you could flip through every single wrestler and see the order they entered, how long they lasted, who they eliminated, what time they eliminated everyone at. We would just, it was so geeky, but we would analyze those fucking stats like for minutes and like keep track of like length records and stuff like that. I just, that was completely unnecessary, but it was such an awesome touch. Such an awesome touch. Love that shit. And you know what, Mick? I don't know if you play a lot of wrestling games today. They don't do that shit today with their Royal Rumble modes. Like they don't keep oh, track of all those stats. That is stupid. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck was you able to do this? Like, I get that it was a lot easier in the Super Nintendo when you had 12 wrestlers, but like, they don't like the one thing I like about games today that this game didn't do when it comes to Royal Rumbles is in today's world you can you pick your wrestler and then you can tell the game do you want to be the first like what number you want to enter at or you can make it random and then wait. Um, yeah. And if you get eliminated, you can choose to control whoever comes out next so you can keep playing. Um, yeah. Which I which I which 
that this game should have had that. Well, I mean, would have been nice, but also if you were uh, if you were both eliminated, it was neat watching the rest. That's true. And then we would have like little bets. That, <laughs> We'd be cheering for people. Oh, it's it's so. Oh God! For anyone that didn't grow up playing this, you're not going to understand. Like, you're right, dude. We would I, <laughs> fuck me if I accidentally like got thrown out early on because I accidentally ran and someone like hip tossed me out. Oh, like bet your ass, I'm just going to sit there and watch the rumble. Like and it's, and and it's oh fuck. And it's like I, you would always cheer for someone who like eliminated your buddy. Oh yeah, fuck yes. Oh, and it would get like, and it's so funny because like it wasn't even like an entertaining match. Like you just, uh, 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 and they'd all just be like, if you whip someone into the ropes and they were too close to the top of the bottom of the screen, it would be like they hit the turnbuckle and they just fall over, so they wouldn't even come back. But like, yeah. you would still, it, you were just watching for those eliminations. And the best was like, I don't know how you were, but like we would legitimately pop. Like when someone got eliminated and because the, the crowd would do that like big cheer and you like Shawn Michaels yeah. would be like every time someone ran across the ring, that was where your attention went because you're like, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh shit. and then if they got hit tossed out, you were like, ah, Shawn Michaels, like, oh, fuck, it was the uh, fucking sad, <laughs> so sad, but God damn it, it was so much fun. Like I Royal Rumble modes to me are always the best modes in wrestling games, at least when it comes to playing with your friends. And, uh, and this was the first one and you could frankly eliminate all the other modes, the one-on-one, the tag teams, all that stuff, and just make the Royal Rumble. And I, I would have bought the game. Like, and I would have kept playing it just for the Royal Rumble mode. Um, God damn it, man. So many memories of playing that fucking, that mode. Uh, anyway, I, uh, (laughs) we extracted a lot of meat out of an incredibly fucking, Thin, basic game incredibly thin video game i literally think we talked about everything um, i believe we did uh i don't i'm looking at all of the match types and stuff like even the wikipedia page is fucking there's nothing here. yeah it, this is an incredible like did you ever play like we'll do an episode about this game eventually but did you ever play raw like wwf raw uh for the 64 uh or no for, for like uh, i played no. it on super nintendo oh it, it was the sequel geez. to this game probably um it was like it really wasn't much better but it had like a survivor series mode where you could go 4v4 and if you got pinned then you were out but the rest of your team like would stay alive and it had like a fe- i know it had at least one female wrestler because it had luna vachon in it um so it was just, yeah, like it had a few more moves. It was basically like a more spruced up version of this. But it's funny because more people I know and that I've talked to played Royal Rumble than Raw, even though Raw was like a, a better version of Royal Rumble. Um, oh, it looks fucking gross. R- R- Raw? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it almost, it, like in ways, it like I, they're obviously trying to improve it. But like to me in ways, it doesn't look as good. Like Royal Rumble yeah. looks better. I I don't give a shit what anyone says. I don't think the gameplay in Royal Rumble is held up well. Obviously, there's no depth. But I I you can play as Doink the Clown. Yeah, buddy. Oh my god. I know that was. I said that on Twitter. Somebody tweeted at me and was like, "I loved Raw," and I was like, "Dude, Raw and, had Doink and Bam Bigelow." Oh my god. I, I want to play this now. <laughs> it like I don't even care that there's no depth. These are fun games, and like I'm telling you, just look up a screenshot of Royal Rumble. It like. It looks decent today. Like it doesn't look. Yeah. It looks to like, me. I, it looks almost if, as good if as they it, re- 
If they were to release this on the Switch as part of the SNES package, I would probably play it. But no this doubt. Raw, yeah. But Raw looks fucking garbage compared. Yeah, I, 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 it's the sequel, and there's way more depth. But I agree with you. I remember we rented it once, and it was fun to play the extra modes and stuff. But I was like, it just doesn't look as as crisp. Like yeah. Royal Rumble looks very clean. It's clean. It's crisp. It looks like early '90s WWF. You know, right up to like the little details, like that iron barricade around the ring and Bobby, the brain and Vince McMahon in the background and the crowd cheering and the old logos. And I just, the red, white, blue ropes is such a great touch. Cause that's so vintage, man. I fucking, I love this stupid game. I don't even like, you can't convince me this game isn't good. Even you can, you can, well, you can tell me that it's not good. Like there's not enough depth and shit to it and that's fine. But this game kicks ass. Like you, if you insult this game around me, like I'll, we'll fight. It's like, it, that bugs me. Cause this game's fucking awesome. This, this game sucked a lot of hours out of me. Yeah. Oh dude. And you remember when the referee would count a pin and the counts were like, so like one, two, Three was, and then nobody would cheer. You just stand up and raise your arms, and it would ring yeah. the bell. Like it was so anti-dramatic. Like, ah, fuck yeah, I love it. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like well, I mean, it gave you a little bit of time to to get out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, you could kick out. Yeah, but like, oh, and that was the other thing that I actually like about this game too is that um, when you were out of health, like you weren't kicking out. And uh, it was dope. Like when you'd hit your finisher on someone and it would knock out the rest. Like I, I'm okay with someone kicking out of a finisher once in a while, but like in current wrestling game, like the last WWE game I played was 2k 17. I want to say. And like, it, like it was a lot of fun, but like almost always people will kick out of your finisher to start. Like you had to like really wear them down. Whereas in this game, what I actually really like is that you weren't even able to do your finisher until a guy was at a point where it would beat him. You know? And I liked that because like, and that was the other thing when we, I don't know how you guys played, but like when we were playing against each other, the only way you were allowed to win a match was with your finisher. Like there was no cheat. (laughs) Like you couldn't be out of health and accidentally run into a rope and then get fucking pinned afterwards. We tried uh as best we could yeah well but right but i mean like back when i was into wrestling that was the biggest thing was the finisher moves yeah you always you always wanted to do them yeah (laughs) it was fun like it was worth the big cheer like we all wanted to see the finishing moves and stuff like that like it was yeah like and like because that was the thing is like i said if you ran near the ropes and you were too close to the top of the screen or the bottom you would hit the rope and just fall down and if you were out of health then you would do that run, hit the rope, fall down, and then the other guy could pin you and you'd be fucked. And I'd be like, that's such, what? So I lost because I accidentally ran into the ropes too close to the turnbuckle. Fuck right off. So we would always, oh, yeah, we would play. One of my favorite things too about the Royal Rumble was that you could do multiple finisher moves. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. Yes. You would like, oh, hitting because like you get guys that were worn out and then you could just fucking. But that was the other thing. Oh, dude, that's the other thing in the Royal Rumble mode. You couldn't tell what your opponent's health was. So you never knew if they were worn down enough to do a finisher or throw them out or not. So you'd be mashing and mashing and mashing and mashing the R trigger, hoping to hit your tombstone with the Undertaker. And then you'd pick him up and do a backbreaker instead. I'd be like, fuck, that guy's not beat up enough yet for my finisher then. But but once you got to get. 
what, so what? many uh, sharpshooters. Yeah, and once oh god, just over and over and over, over, over. and they wouldn't <laughs> tap out because they couldn't because yeah. it was the Royal Rumble. I do. I remember doing the exact same thing, but with Flair in the figure four, just over and over and over. And the other, my brother, particularly my brother, getting so mad. I mean, just being like, "Well, just tap out." And like I can't. And it, oh fuck. <laughs> Good times, and then you'd screw up Why, and run I'm at the wrong time. The top rope. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd screw up at the wrong time and run after all the sharpshooters and get thrown over the top rope and get eliminated. Good time. Fuck, I want to play this right now, and I know that I'll play it for two minutes. But like this kind of sucks, but I I yeah. got mad love for this fucking game, Mick. Uh, oh, the nostalgia for this game was amazing. So good. Like, um, yeah. You got any other before we score this thing? We got. Did we miss anything? Uh, I cannot think of anything that we missed. Uh, I mean, I'm sure as soon as we end this, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think we've pretty much capitalized on all the nostalgia of this game. Oh, so good. With how much fun it was. Yeah. It was, dude, I'm telling you guys, if you've never played it, it's not available on anything. Like, old wrestling games don't get re-released because of the licensing of all the wrestlers that are in it and stuff like that. But, uh, like, look up a ROM. Don't go out of your way to play it because there's really not a lot of meat on the bone here. But like, I, I, if you ever see it on a like on a hacked console or something, like give it a chance because it's fun. It's a fun, a fun just button masher. It's good. Times. My uh, my buddy has a bunch of ROMs for his computer, and he's got uh, USB controllers. Mm. So I might see if he can get it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. It's it's it, like I honestly, dude, I think this would be fun now to just like just get baked and just play with your buddy for an hour and just have a couple of Royal rumbles and just like argue with each other. That'd be fun. That'd be a good time. Oh yeah, for sure. I love wrestling games. Um, okay. So I know there's only 12 wrestlers in this, but there's 30 in a traditional Royal rumble. So that's a good, that we'll go with that. So on a scale of one to 30, what would you score WWF Royal rumble for the super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis? Uh, 26. It's a pretty good score. Pretty good score. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm probably in around that 24, 25. Like, it's like, if dude, like, I'll tell you right now, if you gave me a choice where like I could instantly have a Super Nintendo and Royal Rumble under my TV or a Nintendo 64 and any of those big THQ Nintendo 64 games, oh. I'm gonna take the Nintendo 64 ones all day. Um, but but I've got, I don't know, man, the, the multiplayer capability of doing uh WCW versus NWO. Yeah. Oh, that's like I want. Yeah, I want revenge or I want no mercy, all day. If if, if they could do that with uh, a Royal Rumble feature, <laughs> oh, well, like they had like I can't remember if WCW NWO Revenge had a like because I know WWF No Mercy had a Royal Rumble feature, but the big problem with it was that like you could get eliminated just by like one punch if your guy just reacted the wrong way. Like one punch, yeah. you'd stumble backwards, fall over the ropes, and get out. And you'd be like, "What? That's such a load of shit." Whereas, like, in the, I guess the same thing happened in this one because if you accidentally ran, you got thrown over the top rope. Um, I would rather have the '64 games, but I will always have, always have a soft spot in my heart for Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo. I put so many hours into this game. I love this video game so much, so much. Um, yeah. Um, I think we're done. Dude, we literally covered. I don't know if we've ever as thoroughly covered everything in a video game as we fucking did in this one. I don't think there's well, there was left. not a lot to this, and we were both excited about all of the things. It's true. Like we both got pretty wound up over a fucking very stupid old video game. 
that's what this show's all about. It's all about getting wound up over something stupid. That's what Remember the Game is. Uh, Mick, thanks so much for giving me a call on such short notice and spending almost an hour talking about fucking WWF Royal Rumble with me, buddy. I appreciate it. No problem, man. It was lots of fun. Uh, thanks for rem- remembering that we planned to do this at one point. We did. We talked about this like a year <laughs> ago. I forgot about it. And then I I, I was going to record this by myself. And then I was looking at my games list. And I was like, holy fuck, Mick and I were going to talk Rumble. We got to talk to... So anyways, yes, it worked out good. Uh, next time we have you on the show, we'll talk about a game with a little bit more sustenance to it than Royal Rumble. may not be as fun, Sounds- but it'll be more sustenance. Sounds good, man. Take her easy. You too. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Miklos, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little vintage old school wrestling Royal Rumble with me. God, I love this video. I want to play this game right now. Uh, And to every single one of you hearing my voice right now, thank you so much for listening to the show. Listen, if you enjoy what we do, if you like my stupid podcast or my stupid voice or whatever, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's two bucks. I made it as cheap as I possibly could so everyone can enjoy it. It helps me more than you could possibly imagine. You get a ton of extra podcasts that I actually try really hard on. You get a shout out on the show. You can submit comments and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass will be all about the worst enemies in video games, which should be a really good time. And uh, yeah, so just patreon.com slash remember the game. Don't forget I have a P.O. box. The address is on our website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. Shoot me a postcard or something. I'll shoot you one back and we'll be pen pals. Uh, and check, oh, I just burped right into the microphone. That's how good a show this is. I don't do that on Expansion Pass. You pay extra, I don't release gas into the fucking, onto the podcast. Uh, and then check me out on Twitch. I'm over there Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night from 8 to 10.30 or 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Just streaming old video games and new video games and Tetris and getting chirped by the audience while we're over there. Look for Member the Game over on Twitch. Not Remember, Member the Game. It's free. Come by and talk to me. I spend a lot of time chatting with everyone. It's a lot of fun. That'll do it, you guys. I will be back on Friday with Game Patch 23.0 for Patreons. I'll be back on Sunday with Expansion Pass number 44. And I will be back next week with episode 134 of this little weed of a podcast of ours, Remember the Game. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I simply could not produce the content I am without all of your support. It means so, so fucking much, and I would like to take a moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And quickly before I do it, one note, every week I read this off, but it's really hard to keep up with an update every week because people change their names, some people, uh, you know, their payments don't go through, they don't get back on the Patreon, or they sign up. So listen, here's what's going to happen beginning the first episode of February. I'm going to record this thing for the first episode of February and then use this shout out for the month. So if you sign up during February, you will still get your plug at the beginning of the episode in the intro like I always do, but then you'll get added to this the following month so that I only have to do it once because it just is really big and overwhelming and frankly quite difficult. So 
just so you know, beginning next week, I will be doing that. But this week, you guys get all the thank yous just like normal where I struggle through them. So a humongous thank you to the Anti-Spatial Podcast, Nicholas Martinez, A Novel Console, Kevin, AJ Jones, AJ Freeman, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam Ocherello, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Amy Gillen, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, April Zane, Arpad Bodos. Ashley Cronenbitter, Badar Barhumi, Ben Buya, Ben Busha, Ben Drinken, Bradley McHugh, Bracken Newcomb, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquitted, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Dana Woodrow, Danny Vega, Dario Oman, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Defunct, Derek Jane, Desert Tortoise, Divalk, Do How, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Dylan, M. Felf, Eric Canard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Freddie Bovenkirk, G9PSX, Gary C., Geek Life Radio, Jin and Chris, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Anderson, James Clark, Jared, Jason Cortez, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Jesse Clark, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskis, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kelly, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Hufford, KMR Live, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napskog, Les Winan, Luca, Luis Oliva, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mad Shibs, Makeshift Money, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Mercury869, Michael Mathis, Michael Egg. Mike Cummings, Mike Malawaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, MPG in Buffalo, Mr. Satan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Wolverine Films, Nathan Combs, Nathan Tromblay, Nathan W., Nevrop, Nick Sills, Niklos Martinez, No One Cares, Pat Duddy, Parzival, PB McFadden, Pie Messiah, Potato Bob Guy, Raging Demon, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rodrigo Tomazai, I'm sure I said that wrong. <laughs> Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Clifford, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Starl Probin, Stitch, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, That One Kid Nick, The Giraffe, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The T-Word, They Call Me Badger, Thomas D. Reynolds, Tim L., Tim Riel, Todd O., Tom Kite, Tony Cherichetti, Travis, Trevor Hillier, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, Xwater, Yamcha, Zane Donovan, and Zootroy. Thank you all so much. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers. <laughs>